You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Keep having a lot of talk, and I see a lot of stuff online about is there going to be another $1,200 stimulus check to American citizens? Is there going to be a $2,000 monthly check until the coronavirus is deemed uh, gone by Department of Health? Stuff like that. So I'm going to look into and talk about what's going on with mainly the HEROES Act, and that was the act that is going through our government system. It was in the House of Representatives. Now it's in front of the Senate. They're going to look at it. It would still then need to be signed by our president. But uh, there's also another couple of pieces of legislature that are kicking around. That's the HEROES Act. And then we have, it's got kind of a long name, a Monthly Economic Crisis Support Act. And that is an act by... Kamala Harris, a Democrat from California, and Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont, and Ed Markety, a Democrat from Massachusetts. Let's highlight what the government has basically already done with our taxpayer money, kind of giving it back to us, kind of not. So when you get a $1,200 check from the government, don't think of it as the government giving you some free money. It's your money. That is taxpayer dollars being spent. So you are basically mortgaging the future of your children, grandchildren, and great-great-grandchildren by taking this debt and spending it now, and it's going to have to be paid back over who knows how many years. Our government uh, debt is in the trillions. We are spending trillions of dollars right now to get us through the coronavirus because it's a massive economic uh, it's taking a massive economic toll on businesses and people. So let's jump on into where we have been. And this will kind of give us an idea of, all right, what's going to go on down the road here. On March 3rd and March 15th, Federal Reserve cuts interest rates in two emergency meetings. That's when we kind of knew it was real, the coronavirus. Oh my gosh, the Fed is cutting rates. What's going on? This is crazy. Um, and that happened March 3rd and March 15th, 50 and 100 basis points. So that's a lot. And uh, that short a time period, you know something's going on when the Fed does that. And that took the federal rate uh, fund down to basically zero, zero to 0.25%, a quarter of a percent. Crazy low. It also cut the discount window rate by 150 basis points. So the uh, Fed basically just cut the uh, borrowing, the amount of cost to borrow between banks down. Second thing they did is on March 18th, so a few days after that second rate cut, Fed rolls out its third emergency credit program in two days. So the Fed is providing liquidity in the form of basically propping up businesses, giving them the ability to get cash, to kind of keep going, do a bunch of stuff like that. Fed uh, on March 23rd, so a week later, Fed promises unlimited spending response to the crisis, open-ended uh, quantitative easing, including purchases of up to nearly $3 trillion of corporate and municipal bonds. So the corporate uh, bonds, that's big businesses, and the municipal bonds, that is basically government bonds. So those are debt from those two entities. And the Fed is basically saying, we're going to buy it. We're going to take it all up. That way there is liquidity. There is money in the system for all of these businesses and entities to be propped up because, oh, my gosh, the coronavirus is basically taking everybody out. 
uh, March 27th, the CARES Act was signed into law. That was the $2.2, $2.3 trillion act. That's um, kind of what we've all been talking about. The $1,200 stimulus check came out of there, and the payroll protection program for small businesses came out of there. We're still kind of working through all that stuff, and we have no idea how it's going to work because we don't have enough time to see how that money is being pumped into the economy, if it really works. And some of the major arguments is that we can't even really tell if this money is well spent and if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, unless you've got places for people to spend it. If people are scared at home, and they don't feel comfortable going out, they're not going to take this money and put it where where it needs to go. As a consumer society, we've got to have that rotation of people going out and working, taking the money back, spending it, businesses going, that big circle of life for businesses. That's not happening right now. People are scared out of their minds. And the media, I blame a lot for that because based on the statistics, people should not be scared out of their minds, especially if they're young and healthy. You just have no reason to be. But if that is kind of what's going through your head is, hey, I need to stay home. And that's where I think a lot of Americans are, even in areas um, where where businesses have gone back. I talked to my brother, Paul, yesterday, and he's down in Dallas. And he said, people, even though they're kind of game game on, you know, uh, restaurants are open, people are still scared because they've got it in their head. If I go out in a public space, there's a good chance I'll catch the coronavirus and then they'll put me on a ventilator and die. So we don't want that. And I think it's going to take a while for people to um, get used to the idea that, all right, the coronavirus is here, got to deal with it. And eventually we're going to have to go out into society and kind of reintegrate the way we used to. I don't think it'll ever go back the same way. But um, get some of that consumer spending going again that we so desperately need. So March 27th, the CARES Act was signed into law. March 31st, uh, 31st, four days later, the Fed broadens the access to dollars with repo agreements for foreign central banks. Now, you don't hear a lot of people talking about the repo agreements for foreign central banks, the discount rate being cut, uh, corporate municipal bonds, quantitative easing. You don't hear a lot of people talking about that as things that have been done proactively to the economy because most people don't understand it. What they most people want to know is, where's my $1,200 check? I find that really interesting. Very few people can carry on a conversation about quantitative easing or um, ETF. I want to talk about that. Uh, most people don't because they're like, oh, what's that? It's a whole nother subject. So on April 9th, the Fed rolls out $2.3 trillion to backstop the program called Main Street. That's to help local governments and small and mid-sized businesses. So that is uh, basically a borrowing facility for small and mid-sized businesses. So they've got that. Heard a lot of backlash for bigger companies like Shake Shack um, and Ruth Chris Steakhouse and Harvard Business School taking these loans from the PPP. The Paycheck Protection Program, when they shouldn't have, even though they did qualify, they had under 500 employees. But uh, there's this is basically the Main Street was uh, their loans for governments and small and mid-sized businesses. So that in case they need money to stay afloat, they've got a credit facility to do that. On April 27th, the Fed broadens its helps for local governments offering to buy bonds of up to three years duration from counties with as few as 500,000 residents and cities with as few as 250,000 residents. So the Fed is basically saying, hey, we're going to deal with governments 
up in cities up to a certain uh, population base and we're going to take your corporate uh, debt because we understand you're going to need to float a lot of debt to keep going. And so with the lack of business that's been going on, there's not a lot of tax dollars rolling through the system. So what's going to happen to all these state and local government budgets? They are destroyed. They are ruined. So once we actually do reopen, I think all the government's basically focusing on, hey, how can we reopen safely? That is happening. Not quick as, as quick as I think it should, um, but that's my opinion. I'm a small business owner. I'm biased, and I've made that quite well known. But you got to get things going, and you can't have businesses operating at capacity less than what they uh, need to break even. So if you're looking at a business and you're saying, yep, you can reopen, but here's restrictions that we know you're not going to be able to make money, but go ahead and open anyway. That to me is mindless drivel. So let businesses open up the way they need to. And uh, some hard decisions going to need to be uh, made. And I think you're going to see a bunch of changes happen because the way businesses are operating right now, it's onerous. You can't operate businesses the way that we're supposed to with all the safety protocol and distancing and uh, lack of science and data behind any of this. All right. So and then on May 15, the United States House of Representatives passed the HEROES Act. So that was last Friday. So the House passed the act. Now it goes in front of the Senate. And we basically heard that it is DOA, dead upon arrival, um, dead on arrival. And the reason for that is we don't really know that the opinion is, is we don't really know how the first round of stimulus spending went. We're just not sure. We're kind of rushing out a second one. And the reason we're rushing out a second one is because unemployment is massive. I think we're at 36 million Americans in the last six weeks have claimed uh, have done an unemployment claim for the first time. Uh, that's a massive amount. That's out of I think 164 million Americans total, or 152 million Americans in the workforce somewhere in that range. So it's a, an enormous number. We've got unemployment at uh, just under 15%. And a lot of people believe it is closer to 20%. And that before we're done, it maybe goes to 25% when all the numbers come in. Because at 15%, there's still so many Americans who haven't been able to get through, or have just given up, they're out of out of work, but they've given up trying to get through to their individual states unemployment centers. That's been a serious battle. And we've never had a time where the economy has been shut down like this. And I did a podcast yesterday, the state of Washington just exceeded 1000 deaths. And um, yep, that's a lot of people. Um, But originally, we thought it was going to be way, way, way more and it wasn't. And so we've kind of shut down all these economies shut down the United States um, for a very statistically small percentage of the population. And now it's it's time to go uh, other way and open these things up and get going. So how likely is the second stimulus check to happen? What's going on with round two? That's kind of the question here. So in the HEROES Act, that's the act that was passed last Friday. Today is the 20th. It's my mom's birthday and it's May the 20th. Uh, It is a Wednesday. Um, The HEROES Act was passed last Friday. It's got about $3 trillion worth of stimulus in it. It includes a wide range of benefits 
such as a second direct payment to individuals and households of up to $1,200 per family member with a cap of $6,000 per household. Um, in addition, it would carry over the current enhanced unemployment benefit of $600 per week through January of 2021. HEROES Act would also set aside money for struggling businesses. The U.S. Postal Service, the U.S. Postal Service is always struggling, isn't it? I don't know what they need to get going. I know Trump says one thing about how they need to charge FedEx more. But man, the U.S. Postal Service, with just fewer and fewer people actually mailing things, especially with the perceived threat of having a piece of mail come in from the mailman, and even though he's wearing gloves, you don't know where it's been before, and do I want to touch the mail? I do, but then again, I don't really care. And, uh, and it also covers the HEROES Act, care, covers the coronavirus testing. Need to get some money in there for testing. All right, so this is the second... Uh, Second stimulus act that basically would provide money for for individuals, for American citizens. And this has been passed by the, like I said, it's been passed by the House, but in front of the Senate, I don't think it's got much of a chance. Here's some arguments in front, uh, in favor of why this act might get might get passed. Be the unemployment is the main one. Um. And there might be a second outbreak. And if it does, we need to pump some money into the economy then at that certain point in time. Because if we have all these governments freak out and I'll basically pull back, you're going to need some more stimulus at that point. That is another argument. And basically just there's so many people out there hurting that you need to pump some more money into the economy. To me, if a $1,200 payment, it helps. But it's not really going to do it. So and and even with the $600 for unemployment, people basically just need to get back to work. You got to figure something out. These are all short term gaps for a, a problem that's long term. And that's basically American public needs to go back to work. And by Memorial Day, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, Every state in the United States will be open somewhat for business, whether they're in phase one, phase two, or phase three. Here in my state in Washington, the more populated areas are still in phase one. We're looking to go to phase two maybe in June, sometime in early June, I think, maybe June 1, maybe June 7th. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited because then restaurants will be open to a limited extent. It's going to be weird. I saw a video yesterday of how one restaurant was using life-size blow-up dolls to put them in seats so that people are forced to socially distance. Go into a restaurant and see like tables on either side of you with blow-up dolls, you know, all decked out with clothes and stuff. That's weird. But it also makes you think, all right, yeah, there's that six feet of distance that I need to have. Some, here are some arguments against the second wave of relief payments. And I think the big one is, is that we are just spending money willy-nilly, and we don't really know what the impact is. Hey, does everybody want a $1,200 payment? Yeah, you bet. Can people use it? Yeah, you bet. Is it effective? Don't know. That's kind of the answer, and that's the big one. We've got a historic federal deficit, and so you are basically taking money from your future, and like I said, your kids, grandkids, great-great-grandkids. That's how long this stuff is going to take to pay off um, long term. That's what we're doing right now is we're borrowing short term and paying it off long term. 
Other arguments are that this has become a, a political battle, and because the House threw this out, this is a House wish list. That's what I've heard from so many people. This is a House wish list for Democrat um, ideals. Um, and that gets into the whole political thing, and I'm not really going to touch on that. But I think um, there's a good chance some of this watered down could get through on a second stimulus package. And I think in the case of some of the political parties, people who want to get elected, they're going to jump on an idea that they think is going to have a positive spin when the elections come up in November. So a lot of this is politics. And then at the end of the day, you've still got to have President Trump sign it into law. And getting that done, if he's not on board, then you're done. Another um, idea that I've heard is that the Senate basically just comes up with uh, their own plan of let's do another stimulus package. Here we go. Here's what it is. So there's a lot of information kind of floating around out there on why we should do this, why we shouldn't, what will happen. But for the most part, it's a consensus that um, this is a wish list and it's a start. It's a negotiation. I know Nancy Pelosi came out and said, hey, this is here's what we got. This is to open up negotiations on a second stimulus package. Here's where we are. And all the Republicans basically went, yeah, it's not going anywhere. So I think you're going to have the Senate and the Republicans basically looking at this and making some choices. And we'll know more about that in the, the near future. But this is ongoing. Another couple of stimulus bills that are floating around Washington, D.C. The main one is the one from Senator Kamala Harris, and she's a Democrat from California, and Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont, and Ed Markety, a Democrat from Massachusetts. In this, this bill is called the Monthly Economic Crisis Support Act. Monthly Economic Crisis Support Act. And it's because it calls for monthly payments of $2,000 to nearly every American adult and most dependents. And it would go through um, for as long as the coronavirus is a threat. And that is determined by the Department of Health. When the Department of Health basically says there's no longer a threat from this pandemic, then these $2,000 monthly payments would stop. And so a married couple would receive $4,000 a month, plus $2,000 for each dependent, up to a maximum of three per household. So you could have a family of five, two, two parents, three kids, getting $10,000 per month for as long as the coronavirus is a threat. All right. Some of the issues I see there is then you become dependent upon the government for this big income. All of a sudden, you've got some pretty decent income th coming through. There's no incentive to go back to work. You are already getting unemployment. You're getting the extra 600 bucks a month unemployment. And I know that doesn't cover a lot of people's bills. If you throw something out like $10,000 a month and then boom, it gets cut off at a certain point, that's just going to rock a lot of people's boats. That's the part to me that doesn't really make sense because basically long term, folks got to get back to work. Don't want people on unemployment forever because that is it's a road you don't want to go down. Some other stuff uh, in this package in the Monthly Economic Crisis Support Act is these payments will be retroactive to March. So assuming the bill passes the way it is right now and goes into effect sometime in June, which um, 
that is hopeful, but probably not probable. The same family of five would receive an initial payment of $30,000. So, and this is for individuals up to, I think, $100,000 and couples making up to $200,000. So just like the CARES Act, kind of the same income levels are required. And these monthly payments of up to $10,000 or $2,000 per person would continue until three months after the Department of Health and Human Services declares an end to the coronavirus emergency after. So it would provide some additional funds for people with bills that they had before and carried through, still not able to pay them. All right, maybe you're going back to work, but now you're going to be able to get this money. And like I said, uh, similar to the CARES Act, 200000 for married filing jointly, 150000 for heads of household, or 100000 for all taxpayers. That's kind of the breakdown. And so one of the reasons this plan might not might not take, might not get passed, might not be a reality, is that if each of those Americans getting the 2000 bucks were just a single filer with no children, that's $304 billion in total payments each and every month. $304 billion. So a trillion bucks, call it a trillion, let's round up, trillion bucks every three months. I think the coronavirus is still going to be a threat for all of 2020 and probably into 2021. And maybe we have a second wave come through because that's kind of what the flu does. And so, yeah, I think the coronavirus is with us for a while. And so it, this becomes a financial nightmare, just an enormous amount of money. And we still don't really know if this is going to work given the lack of consumer demand that's out there. We just don't know how all of this stuff will go. So, and if you take this step of first, uh, if you take those projections a step further, the total cost of this particular stimulus plan would exceed 1.8 trillion in just six months. It's a lot of money. So, yeah, that's a lot. And that's on top of the trillions of dollars that's already been being spent. One of the arguments against it is also fear of inflation. You pump all that money into the economy, what's going to go up? Goods and goods got to go up. I don't think that's going to happen. Another uh, uh, thought that was thrown out there was uh, that on the positive side was that this helps prop up the housing market. And from everything I've seen, and me as the owner of a real estate company, of a real estate brokerage and also an appraisal company, here in Seattle, we're not seeing the housing market collapse. Actually, the opposite. We're starting to see housing prices increase, and we're having battles. We're having multiple offer situations for homes, and a lot of it has to do with there's just no inventory, and sellers don't feel really comfortable yet putting their house in the market. And there are a lot of buyers out there who are like, it's go time. we got to make this happen now for whatever reason. Those are the buyers that need to make this go. For everybody else who needs to stay at home and make cookies with their kids, that's what you should do. But if you need to buy a house, you can still do that and you can still get it closed. Uh, but the main reason that this bill wouldn't uh, take is just because it's viewed as a wildly uh, one-sided plan from Democrats. It's, uh, yeah, it's a brainchild of the Dem Democrats. And I think the Republican Party is just going to say, nope, that's not going to work. Um, here's one of the quotes that I saw about this is, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but here it is. There is no growing bipartisan consensus to issue a second stimulus check, whether a one-time payment or a monthly reoccurring payment. 
And that's from uh, Forbes contributor Shahar Zeev. I've seen that name a lot. Um, so they're going to have to work out something because I think people are going to need at least something to get by down the road here because in about six months when a lot of these businesses don't open back up fully or they don't open up at all or they shut down because this is a um, super tough environment for businesses to work in without the consumer demand that they need. I think you're going to see a lot of failure and that's when you're probably going to need some more money. And uh, I think that'll be a real reality. This V-shaped curve that uh, a lot of the Republicans are talking about, I don't think you're going to see that, the V-shaped recovery. I think you're going to see more of a U-shaped, something in the middle. Um, I don't think it's going to be a turnaround overnight. I don't think that's a reality. And I'm a small business owner, and I would love to see a V-shaped recovery, meaning it tanked hard and then it recovers hard, forms the shape of a V. A lot of people are also thinking the economy might recover sooner. I I don't think it will. I think you're seeing some of the you're seeing some of the euphoria right now of oh my gosh we're opening back up, let's go. But then I, you got a lot of people staying home still. People are scared out of their minds, and you know rightfully so. The media has done an amazing job of just getting people to not think and to watch TV and watch the internet and go, oh my, my gosh, the world's cratering. But if you look at the actual data, which is the people and the numbers of people that it has killed, check it out, look at those numbers, determine, uh, think on your own. Remember back to where we started when this uh, pandemic broke out, what the projections were then, look at where we are now, it's a wildly different story. I think you got to change the narrative to, oh, yeah, we were way off initially. And a lot of the stuff we tried, it didn't really work. Here we are. Time to move forward. Let's get things going. All right. So that is about it. I think what will happen um, if the bad news continues to pour in in the economy and the job front you'll see some kind of second stimulus check, some kind of deal. If we have a quick recovery and there's enough information to point to saying, hey, we're doing okay, that first stimulus went through and we're recovering, it did its job, that's what you're gonna, you're gonna see. So look for the economic data and that's what I kind of focus on here. I'm a real estate guy, but real estate is impacted by all this business stuff. It's all kind of in the food chain, and that's what I'm trying to uh, to hit on during the coronavirus. I'm doing a daily podcast. All right, so now I'm going to sign off. I'm going to do a couple more videos, and um, that's it. So thank you so much for tuning in on the on our podcast platforms. I know Joe Rogan just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. How amazing is that guy? He used to do the Fear Factor. And, um, you know, he's a mixed martial arts guy and he's got his own podcast, started out just getting super high doing a podcast with his guests and didn't think it would go anywhere. hundred million dollars. That's amazing. Hats off to you, Joe Rogan. That's, that's an incredible success story. So thank you for listening on our podcast platforms. Thank you for watching on our YouTube platform. Uh, uh, news on the YouTube is that we passed 1,000 subscribers today, which doesn't sound like a lot for most uh, YouTubers, but for a real estate company, that's it's hard to do because you got to put out content. Um, I'm not 18. 
you know, an 18 year old chick that just looks amazing on YouTube. I'm an old dude talking about kind of boring subjects. So thank you for watching on YouTube. We're going to be able to monetize that. And that's exciting for us. So we are pumped. So thank you to all the people who have subscribed out there. And if you haven't hit subscribe already, love to have you subscribe. I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks again for watching and listening. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.